Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. No time for preludes. This is the broadcast for March 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, our goal to promote God, family, and country, to protect life, liberty, and property. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Peter the Scoop Stanton on with us. He is live from CPAC right now, uh, and we're going to get an update. Hi, Scoop. Morning, Sam. What's going on over there, sir? Okay, well, uh, it is uh, the start of CPAC uh, 2023. I am on Radio Row. My uh, designation near Radio Row is near the restroom, of course. But anyways, uh, the CPAC is a little bit different. There's not a lot of uh, so-called conservative celebrities. People like uh, Ron DeSantis, Mike Pence, other, you know, A-list conservatives decided not to uh, attend this year. Uh, One of the reasons why is uh, because uh, CPAC uh, owner or CPAC uh, uh, Grand Poopa, Matt Schlapp, is uh, under um, a lawsuit for sexual uh, harassment from another male. Uh, Yeah, that got all uh, dismissed now, though. Right. Well, I guess it's it's a civil suit. Uh, but anyways, I guess a lot of people are deciding not to come to CPAC this year because of the uh, civil suit and the allegations. So it's not as crowded as usual. Also, uh, another reason why it's not as crowded is it's not an election year. Once uh, every election year, this place is just wall to people. And uh, at first, uh, I used my credentials at 7-5 Radio, uh, syndicated on the Living News Radio Network, uh, to gain entry as a media uh, uh personality they said no but then i got an email saying i'm back in so uh anyways kudos to uh, cpac but anyways uh a lot of media is not here when uh one media outlet that is absent is sirius xm they have a 24-hour channel called the patriot channel on 124 they are not here this year um but, uh we have newsmax they are here uh wmal which is a local talker in uh, washington dc they are also here uh, so, anyways, uh, I'm going to be walking around, uh, hobnobbing, uh, talking to people. I see uh, 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 not a lot of people here, and usually there's a lot of uh, ladies uh, who are easy on the eyes, if you will, but uh, <laughs> a lot more men than women, so I'll just keep it at that. All right, there you have it. One other thing that I find fascinating is um, CPAC in D.C. It's interesting they go to D.C. of all places. If they want to paint themselves as the outsiders, going to D.C. is not the way to go. Secondly, you got to ask the question, who is speaking? Why are we only hearing from government insiders? I looked at the schedule, and everybody is a congressman, a senator, a running for president, this and that. When are the bureaucrats going to sit down and shut up and listen to us, Pete? They're, they're not because, I mean, first of all, it's supposed to be grassroots organizations. This year's a, a entry fee. Bare minimum is $295, but they have packages for $3,000, $10,000, up to, I believe, $15,000 for uh, silver, gold, and platinum. Uh, but, again, uh, the American Conservative Union, which is based here in D.C., they're the ones that uh, put this on and put this out. And they say it's grassroots, but there's no many grassroots here. Uh, like, they have Larry O'Connor here every single year. And if right. anybody knows anything about Larry O'Connor, he is – a cuck serve. He's not a conservative. He is a cuck serve. Also, uh, 
uh, my buddy uh, Charlie LaDuff, who runs uh, No BS News Hour. He uh, asked me to t- take some film, but don't. Uh, he said, uh, "Don't uh, be a fanboy." But again, I said, "I said, Charlie, have you seen the, the list of guests?" I'm not. I'm not a fanboy. I said, "You know, our people are the attendees. You know, people who have to right, get up, they have to punch a clock." There for you them. have it. Along with the other reasons that CPAC isn't well attended this year that Pete highlighted, I want to highlight this. I don't know if you know, but there's tooling events between CPAC and Club for Growth right now. Both events are highlighting the divide within the GOP, and that's part of the problem. You've got Ron DeSantis going to Club for Growth, where the big money donors are. You've got others going to CPAC. That's a battle in and of itself. Ron DeSantis with Club for Growth. Trump is the keynote speaker at the CPAC, but, hey, DeSantis and Mike Pence both skip CPAC. Wow, there's some uh, volleying going on within the Republican Party on that one. Scoop? Right, and it's it's been going on because it's been, you know, people, CPAC decides who they want to let in, who they don't want to let in. They've kicked out uh, people actually paid money to attend with a, a ticket. They, they kicked them out. So, uh, you know, they're against cancer culture, but they are the kings of cancer culture. And, you know, me being with this, uh, your outfit for uh, uh, over a decade now, we know firsthand about being canceled. So they want to they want to dictate the message. And if you don't, that part of the message, not part of the team, you gotta go somewhere else. But again, it's you know they they want to divide, but it's you know they they do it to themselves because meanwhile you have donors you know divide amongst each other, conservative celebrities divide amongst each other. But you know what about the working class people? I mean, our, our D.C. is turning into a, a Mogadishu. Uh, our, our schools are a mess. Our roads are a mess. Uh, you know, it's unsafe to ride the, ride the subway to work now. But, you know, they're, they're worried about, you know, donors and should we give billions to Ukraine or not. Yeah, CPAC and Club for, both, uh, Club for Growth both seem to be deep state to me. Final point, uh, Scoop. Uh, final point is that I will be uh, out and about trying to meet some of our uh, – some of our people, you know, the middle America, real America, people who have put on their, lace up their boots, put on a bulletproof vest, uh, you know, have tools in the back of the uh, pickup truck that they're trying to make payments on. So uh, uh, hopefully, Sam, if you have me on tomorrow, I'll have a, a much better update. Roger that, and we'll uh, get some updates from Scoop later today. We'll record some sound bites from the floor, uh, and then tomorrow we'll have Scoop with us both hours covering CPAC. Thanks, Scoop. Thank you, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Mary Toko with me, always on the first Thursday of the month. And Mary is going to interview our next guest with me, too. Welcome, Mary. Oh, so great to be back with you, Sam. You're very welcome. We're excited to have you with us. Um, MaryToko.com is her website, and uh, she does a phenomenal job. We now have a guy with with us named Mike McMahon. Uh, He's with a group called rollcallforfreedom.com they're a group out of california incredible group uh mike is a former police officer i mean he's just done a ton of things in his life and he's standing for the sacred cause of liberty uh you know i grew up in california it was a great place growing up there years ago but man i thought it all went to the dark side but no when you got people like mike standing up for truth there you kind of go there's hope mike welcome hey good morning sam good morning mary how are you today very good thank you all right, tell us on. a little bit about you, Mike, just your kind of personal background, and then tell us about your incredible organization you guys created, uh, I guess, in response to COVID, right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, where do I start? Uh, there, I, you know, I was a 14-year veteran of the LAPD. Um, I was terminated after being put on trial by the department for, the, uh, for seven months. I was terminated in July of uh, last year. 
because, you know, quite simply, I refused to go along with the COVID, uh, the COVID narrative that the department in the city of Los Angeles was pushing out. And uh, in so I was a questioning, um, I, did, I was not a participant. I refused to mask, I refused to test, and ultimately I refused to vaccinate. And uh, being sort of a whistleblower, I was targeted by the department and the city for my outspoken views because, you know, I really raised the issue during uh, the height of the, of the pandemic that, uh, you know, this was all just a gigantic ploy to gain more control over the populations of, of the world by the elites. And so in speaking out, um, again, I was made an example of and uh, ultimately terminated from my position as a police officer. Uh, in the meantime, though, <clears throat> excuse me, in the meantime, I had formed a coalition uh, called Roll Call for Freedom, and we were made up of LAPD officers. And uh, then later on, we took on the civilian workforce of the, LA, uh, of the city of Los Angeles because, you know, to protect and serve doesn't just apply to one area, you know, we, we encompassed everyone, we welcomed them in, we folded them into our, to our coalition. Um, we had filed a federal lawsuit against the city of Los Angeles, but unfortunately that had been dismissed uh, due to procedural issues. Uh, but currently right now- Yeah, Sam, they can't we, dismiss it on the facts of the case. They always gotta say you don't have standing or procedural issues because then they never have to deal with the real issue, Mike. Absolutely right. And that is exactly what we're finding. I mean, I'm pretty much nationwide. Uh, but right now, my coalition is trying to raise funds to uh, to file another action against the city of Los Angeles, uh, this time just specifically attacking the mandate itself, uh, just because recently uh, we saw the, 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 the city of Los Angeles, the county of Los Angeles, and then on the 28th of February, the state of California lifted their state of emergency. So, you know, we have all of these things happening. We have you know, Rochelle Walensky and, and Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci and all these people coming and even Albert Borla coming out and saying that these shots do not stop transmission. So therefore, if they don't stop transmission, why do we still have mandates in place uh, if it's nothing else than just a, a power struggle to keep their thumbs on this on the uh, civilian workforce of the city and state? So that's where I am right there. That's a that was a lot to unpack. There you have it, Mary. This is right up your alley. This guy literally freaked out when they wanted to mandate COVID vaccines. Him and his, uh, in my opinion, fellow Americans said, you know what? We're not doing this. This is completely bogus and unacceptable. So they created RollCallForFreedom.com, which is a group of Americans that are really standing against forced vaccinations. And Mike took it all the way to the bank and lost his job over it, Mary. Well, this goes back to your wonderful uh, Senator Pan from years ago. Absolutely. It seems like California doesn't really care what the people feel or think about any of these issues. Um, and I, you know, we've watched California slip down this, this mountain of um, ignoring the people, uh, disregarding children, disregarding adults. It seems to me like you are almost like slaves in this in this state because you have very little power within the court system. It's so, I will use the word corrupt, it's so corrupt and it's so bought and paid for by Big Pharma. And I feel for the people of California and New York. Um, I, I don't know how they live there and survive there 
under this tyranny and this oppression. So Mike, first I wanna thank you for taking the stand and, and risking your career. And you know, to me, you are a hero. And this is where we have to trust God, that God has a purpose in all of this for you and that God will sustain you and keep you safe. And that's really my, my number one prayer for you is that you are protected and kept safe because whenever you stand up against this type of monster, um, there's always a risk and, and you're risking a lot. You've risked your career as a policeman and now perhaps your reputation um, and, and who, who knows? Uh, the bigger you get, the louder you get, the harder they come down on people. So we have to really just continue to pray for your safety. And um, so, you know, there have been other areas where mandates have been lifted. And like in New York, all of the people that got fired from their jobs were reinstated with $40,000 um, uh, of salary. And so, you know, perhaps this is something we can see up the road. What do you think, Mike? Well, you know, I appreciate you saying that. You know, to me, uh, the real heroes are the men and women that have chosen to stand beside me. You know, I, mean, th I think one of the worst things you can do is call a police officer or a firefighter a hero. It just makes us uncomfortable. Uh, okay. But, you know, cowards, cowards abandon others. Heroes abandon themselves. And that's why I'm so proud to stand with the men and women of Roll Call for Freedom, because they have abandoned themselves and they have, they have put their necks on the line to stand alongside me. Um, you know, I, t regarding the New York issue, um, I'm, I was reading very recently that Mayor Adams wants to, you know, in offering these people their jobs back, they have to sign away any sort of liability or, you know, to sue the city or, or anything like that. Um, they always want something. Nobody's going to admit any sort of wrongdoing here. You know, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the Puritan holding the, the, the torch to the to the witch's stake like well we we both made mistakes here and they don't they, you know they just basically want government in, um, uh, indemnity from from all everything that's what's happening so I don't know what's going to happen down the line here um, you know very recently uh, the city of Los Angeles just sort of took in all blanket exemptions um, under title 7 but this the, the the, the, the most problematic for, thing for me and my organization is that they left the mandate still in place. Um, and so, you know, like I said, we're currently fighting that battle to why are we still having the mandates if everything is just lifted? Well, and they took in all those uh, exemptions and it sounds good, like, okay, now they're gonna accept it. Nine times out of 10, I find when they do something good like that, there's a fly in the ointment, Michael. Yeah, I agree. And that's what I've been warning people about for the entire time of this is that, you know, you can, under Title VII, you only have to reasonably attempt to accommodate. And at any time, your working conditions can change and the department or the city can come and come back to you and say, well, we no longer have space for you. Here's your walking papers. And you lose essentially your right to sue uh, for unlawful determination because the, 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 the city will just say, hey, we tried. And that's why I refused to uh, to participate in this in this scheme. You know, I refused to acquiesce to these band-aids because I could have submitted a religious example, Sam. I could have done X, Y, and Z, but it goes against my my own moral code because number one, I don't believe that the the city and or the department has any right 
to know the beliefs that I hold dear in my heart. You know, I'm I'm a big subscriber to And they John also Locke. don't have a right hold on, they also don't have a right to create different outcomes for different belief systems either. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I believe in, in a man's natural rights. I believe that our, our, our rights come from God and uh, you know, and if we're made in the image of God, no man made product can usurp the defined nature of God. So you know, I just I sat there and I looked at it and I examined and do I want to take the easy way out or do I want to stand for something, right? Because people who lack the courage will always find, you know, the philosophy to justify. It. And I just had to stand up and say no. And thankfully, I had enough enough. I wish it were more, but I had enough people to stand beside me, you know, because it's like it, it always reminds me. There's a quote by the Reverend uh, Reverend Graham. It says when a when a brave man stands it stiffens the spines of others. And that's what I was seeing. Roger was that. Inspire Amen. people, inspire people to take a stand with me. Um, and I said very early on, you know, I'll take those slings and arrows uh, just as long as I can stand shoulder to shoulder with some brave men and women. Because this organization at its, at its core, we're not anti-anything. We're, an, we're not pro-vax or anti-vax. What we are is choice. You always have to have a choice. Um, and that's where we're at. Mary, I think, what do you think I of love, that? Well, I love it. Number one, as you know, I really believe that no medical procedure should ever be mandated to humans. Right. I think it should be 100% based on our full, fully informed decision, whether it's a medication, a drug, a procedure, um, you know, cancer treatment, or, or vaccination. I believe we all should have the right to determine what goes into our body and our children's body. And so um, I think that that's, that's primarily been my, you know, I personally am known as somebody who is against vaccines. My book that I wrote was all about the power of the immune system and how God did not make a mistake when he created us. Exactly. He didn't say, oh, I forgot to give you an immune system. And, and, and like many organs in our body, it is underdeveloped when we're born and we're developing it throughout the whole course of our lifetime. And the way that it gets strengthened is by going into combat and dealing with issues that we're going to come across in life. And so we, to, to, to avoid that and inject something foreign into the body just doesn't, it just doesn't sit right with me either. And I do believe, Mike, there's a huge awakening taking place about this. It's, and, and this is, the, again, the silver lining that I like to refer to, that, that people are waking up and they're seeing that there's a whole agenda behind these mandates. And it's not just about public health, okay? It's way, way beyond that. And I'm sure a lot of your audience, Sam, understand how deep, deep this goes. But it takes every one of us doing what we can on an individual basis to get involved in our community, to take a stand where we can and do what we can. But Mike, it takes courage. And, and I just know that people are, are paralyzed with fear. And, and they don't, and again, I just thank God that he's always given me enough courage to go forward and trusting in him. And he's always protected me. So Well, and people are know, getting less paranoid and more willing to stand up every single day as government uh, shows its evil hand. And when I say government, I mean the rogue agents in government. The proper role of government is legitimate and we support it 100%. But the rogue agents who take authority under themselves, which they do not have, 
is the problem. Mike McMahon with us, ladies and gentlemen. And their mission at the incredible organization is to preserve the medical freedom of L.A. City employees. Now, I agree with that, but I also say that your work is setting a standard for people across the nation uh, and around the world, Mike, and that's why we want you on. I mean, I agree it's about L.A., but it's really about people and agency choice. Roll rollcallforfreedom.com is the website. Check it out to learn more. rollcallforfreedom.com. But your work is having a bigger impact than you think, Mike. I appreciate you saying that. You know, in, in, in when I was when I was told that I, that I uh, couldn't be a police officer any longer, when I was told that I didn't deserve to wear the badge because I made a personal decision for myself, you know, I was kind of, I, 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 was, I was stunned, to be honest with you. Um, and again, seven months on trial within the LAPD, um, facing a tribunal of, of attorneys, making that decision. I mean, I've been, I was, a, I was an officer of the year for the city of Los Angeles. You know, I, I'm, I, I was a decorated police officer. Uh, but one of the decisions that I had to make, that I had to make um, when I was facing termination was, well, how can I still serve? And um, you know, I decided that if if a government uh, can do this to someone like myself, and I'm not trying to be egotistical, but I was a I was a really good officer, and if a government can do this to me, uh, it could do it to anyone, whether it's construction workers, janitorial, uh, you know, doctors, which we've seen. Uh, you know, I, I decided how, how can I serve further if it's not in, you know, if it's not with a badge. So I decided to run for the California State Assembly um, this past year. And I never wanted to be a politician, you know, but it was the absence of strong leadership. Well, that I don't, really I don't think any of us. To... Go ahead, Mary. Well, I was going to say, I don't think any of us want to be a politician. But right. like you, I have decided to become a delegate for my precinct um and saturday is when we we have our recall uh re re um reorg but and and i'm going out and i'm canvassing neighborhoods and i'm meeting my neighbors that i don't that i don't have never met and i'm talking to them about the the voter problems and and the lack of transparency and all of the stuff going on behind the scenes with my local political you know group and and and, and it's it's like it's 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 uh, it's it's unknown territory for me, Mike, and it's I have to be very very careful because I don't feel really confident or competent at moving into it. But I'm making myself go into it, and I'll learn as I go, because we have to make a difference in our community, in our precinct, wherever we can make a difference. That's where it has to start. Sure. So that is and that's awesome. the philosophy. That's the philosophy that I took as well going into it. Is that uh, you know, change has to start with me, and uh, you know. You can't defeat a man who's willing to suffer in order to win, and and that's what the last three years have done to me. It's you know I haven't been employed since November of 2021. Um, I've been in this fight and I'm still unemployed. I'm still a, I'm an out of work police officer at the moment, um, but you know I don't pray for an easy life. You know I, I just pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. Um, and that's the mindset that I have to keep going every day. Is that well, and there's ultimately... two reasons to run for office, Mike. I think that's important for people to remember, sure. too. One is to win, obviously. Uh, but if you don't win, the other one is to basically insert discussions that matter 
mm-hmm. the weightier matters, I would call them, into mm-hmm. the debates and into the discussions, into the campaign. And without a guy like you there, a lot of the issues that you brought up and a lot of the focus points that you hold dear and stand for wouldn't be in the discussions at all without you. Sure. So let's think of it as a positive and a gain no matter what, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I look back onto when I started this and where I am now. And, you know, I always said you have to be uncomfortable. You have to be comfortable in being uncomfortable. And, you know, taking that first step from the darkness into the light, it's exhilarating and it's scary. Hey, I've got a hard break, Mike, that I cannot sure. that I cannot stop. I know we're only supposed to keep you on for a half hour. I'm hoping you can stay a teeny bit after the half hour. Talk for I'll about five more minutes. Three-minute break, five minutes more with you. We'll let you fly at about 35 or 40 after. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Mike McMahon. The guy's incredible. Police officer for more than 15 years stood up to defend his right to choose. Rollcallforfreedom.com is the resulting organization of his incredible work. Back in seconds on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Lance Pry. A shakeup at the Alex Murdoch trial in South Carolina last hour. During closing arguments, the judges ordered one of the jurors to be dismissed. Judge Clifton Newman. And we'll bring the juror out to uh, inform her that she'll no longer, her services will no longer be needed. Uh, we will then replace her with an alternate. Prosecutor Creighton Waters. However, I think it's important for me to note for the record that the interviews of these two people were done by sled agents, one of whom was named as a witness in this case, and the other uh, who is, was listed in the notes as being one of the investigating officers. More details have come about from Eli Lilly and Company cutting costs on its most commonly prescribed insulin products by 70% and taking other steps to make it easier for patients to afford the drugs. The Indianapolis-based company said on May 1st it will reduce the list price for its unbranded insulin to $25 a vial from $82. And it plans to improve a program on capping patients' out-of-pocket costs at $35 a month. SpaceX's Crew-6 mission is finally off the ground. One, it is full power. Liftoff from the Kennedy Space Center took place just after midnight Eastern time. On board are two NASA astronauts, a Russian cosmonaut, and the first long-duration astronaut from the United Arab Emirates. The crew will spend six months at the International Space Station. A new report from the International Energy Agency, whose members comprise of many of the world's largest energy consumers, said emissions of carbon dioxide climb less than 1% in 2022. This is despite many countries going back to burning coal as energy after the Biden administration ended America's energy independence. Thanks for listening. This is USA News. Wendy's homestyle French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me, did you just say Wendy's French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. I participate in U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. 
If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-471-7065. 800-471-7065. That's 800-471-7065. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Mary Taco, or Toco, I'm sorry, Mary Toco, uh, and our guest, Mike McMahon, today. We're talking about preserve the medical freedom of L.A. City employees, rollcallforfreedom.com. Uh, he also ran for office, State Assembly, the 41st District there. Uh, Mike, uh, you really had uh, influence in the debates and the discussions and the points brought up. That's valuable. Uh, do you think there was election uh, integrity problems there? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, Ouch. I think, um, you know, looking at the election night coverage, um, I had several people notify me uh, on election night that I had actually won with regards to in-person voting. Um, my district covered two counties. Uh, one, number one was Los Angeles County, and number two was San Bernardino County out in the San Gabriel Mountains. And, uh, you know, I ended up, when the dust settled, I ended up winning San Bernardino County 63 to 37. Uh, but once the, once the ballot harvesting envelopes were started to open in Los Angeles County, that's when it all just got out of hand yeah just um, let the fraud mail roll in don't need fan yeah, mail now just fraud mail well you know i mean one of the things coming up for the 24 election is that uh republicans unfortunately will have to play by the rules that the democrats set forward and unless we're prepared to do the very same thing we are never going to change anything back to the way it should be uh you know i hate to have to admit that we're going to have to ballot harvest but we have to play by their rules and we have to get so good at ballot harvesting that either we win or we force the Democrats to change it back because that's truly the only way, you know, tapping into the Gen Z's, these young kids that are coming out that are disenfranchised. Um, the, the Democrat Party really speaks to them because they've had nothing but an education of wokeness, nothing but an education of government dependency, uh, that they're coming out and they are voting in mass for these uh, I don't even know what to call them now, these communistic, these Marxist ways. Um, the, 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 the Republican Party of California has its work set up for it. Amen to that. Stay there, Mike. Burton Brink, our next guest. He was a California police officer. Uh, he's been around the sheriff's department in L.A. County, worked there for 29-plus years, retired as a sergeant, I mean, this guy is huge. He ran for office as well. Uh, did you find vote fraud related to your uh, experience as well, sir? Oh, absolutely. There, it, there's no doubt in my mind that there's uh, voter fraud in some type of uh, aspect, especially when it comes down to the Los Angeles Registrar's Office. We have Dean Logan that's in charge of that, and he's been mm -hmm. corrupt when he was up in either Oregon or Washington is where he came from. And they got rid of him, and L.A. County says, oh, you're just the perfect person we need in L.A. County. And he's now in charge of our uh, vote, voting uh, system down here. And they, they, don't want to, they don't want to clean up the rolls or anything, even though a uh, judge just uh, 
made them uh, get rid of uh, 1.2 million people in Los Angeles County that were should not have been on the voter rolls. And that was from a 1997 lawsuit. So, yeah, that um, doesn't you know, fraud. I don't know what does, huh? Exactly. And and that's just it. I mean, here we are five years later and, and the judge is forcing him to, to do that. And, you know, there's a lot more than that, because, you know, as, as Mike was was talking, you know, we've we've had this type of problem. You know, when you have in-person voting, you know, Mike and I were, were hands down. But as soon as all these mail-in ballots come in a week after the election, you know, and all of a sudden the, the numbers turn. It's like, how can this be? Um, it, it's there. There's a lot of. A lot of shenanigans going on, and, and that's, that's part of it. And speaking of the shenanigans, there's been some petitions to remove people from office, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, launches petition to remove governor uh, and others from office. You guys are both involved in that petition. Let's start with you, Mike, then we'll let you fly. Sure. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things that's really near and dear to my heart is uh, is seeing the removal of the uh, the George Soros bought and paid for district attorney, George Gascon. You know, he is a an absolute stain on law enforcement, having come from uh, initially the LAPD uh, and then he was the district attorney up in San Francisco. Uh, this man is responsible for destroying the lives of millions of Californians uh, as one of the authors of um, Proposition 47 in our state, and I think Burton can talk to it a, a little bit about Prop 47. But this man, for some reason, the, uh, you know, he survived the recall, but there is an active investigation and there's still some recounts going on uh, with regards to that. Uh, the, the county registrar had thrown out, uh, Burton, refresh my memory, it was something like what uh 70 percent of the signatures 70 yeah it was like seventy-five thousand uh signatures that were thrown out by uh the uh, registrar la county registrar's office right and and that would have made yeah so they'll they'll throw out signatures when it comes to a recall but they won't throw out ballots when it comes to fraud right exactly exactly wow michael we really want to thank you for your work we know that uh mike mcmahon's doing a tremendous work ladies and gentlemen if you want to keep up on what he's doing RollCallForFreedom.com is the website to check that out. He's also involved with the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. So you know what? I'll look forward to getting to California and taking you out to lunch, Mike. Thanks so much for your work. I appreciate that, sir. Thank you for having me on. And, uh, you know, we are looking for donations to fund our, our lawsuit if any of your listeners are, are, uh, can see fit to donate. And uh, it was great talking to you. Thank you. It's been an honor. And Burton, good luck, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, brother. Roll good luck call- to you, man. RollCallForFreedom.com. Dot com it's, is the website if you want to donate. RollCallForFreedom.com. Mary. And it's the number four because I was looking for it. So it's roll call number four, the number four freedom.com uh, so people can find it. And thank you so much. Nice talking with you, Mike. Thank Burton you, Brink still with us, ladies and gentlemen. And Burton worked for 29 years, as I mentioned, with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. He retired as a sergeant, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Tell me about the elections in 2022. Then, what what do you say to to this? It's it's uh it, it's really a problem. And do you agree with um, uh, Michael that the only way we're going to handle this is just to start doing ballot harvesting ourselves? Because man, I don't, yeah, I don't I, like that. That's, that's fraud. I, I don't I don't like it either. And it's and it's you know it's especially hard for us as law enforcement officers. You know, Mike and I both. You know, we we're taught to do the right thing, and that is not the right thing to do. However, the Democrats like to cheat and this is how they cheat 
And so if that's what the rules they, they are, then that's what we have to do too because there is no way on earth, as you see California going south um, bad, very badly, um, is going to go across the rest of this nation. And, you know, we, we see the mass exodus of people leaving California. There are Democrats leaving the state of California because of the crap that's happening in the state of California. And so it's like, well, you voted for this. Now you're going somewhere else to vote the way you did here. You're going to screw up those states too. So we need to stop this. We need to stop these people from the ballot harvesting, but because they're doing it and that's legal, then we need to do it ourselves to make sure that we can get people in. But, you know, especially conservatives and, and even the, the, the uh, uh, non-party preference um, folks out there, they don't want to give up their ballot, and I don't blame them. I don't want to give up my ballot either. I want to make sure that I've always voted in person. I've never missed an election since I was 18. And I think it's very important. I was taught to vote in person. It is our right to do that. Uh, we've had family members that have died on the battlefield to do just that for our freedoms out here. And now we just have Washington, D.C. pass a, a law to let illegal aliens um, vote in the elections. And, you know, I know my, my relatives are turning over in their graves going, this is not what we fought for. We need to take our country back, folks. God gave us the right to have these freedoms. And... Now they're being taken away from people who do not believe in God, and we need to get Christian, more Christian people back elected to office, and we need to fight all the way around. And that was part of what the, doing these recalls for Gascon and Newsom. Um, I was very involved in every single uh, recall for both of these, these gentlemen, and, and I'm using the term gentlemen lately. And, you know, sadly, we're, we're having people who are believing the lies because we have the media that is saying their own little story of what's going on and it's destroying California and it's destroying our nation. I mean, look at the, look at the person who is allegedly residing in the white house. Well, you're right about all that. My concern though, and, and I want Mary to speak to this too. My concern though is look, we've been telling everyone that ballot harvesting and early voting and mail-in voting and everything else is fraudulent. And then if we say that we've got to do that so that we can win to stop it, I guess I just don't know that adopting those tactics are, 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 are the answer. We've got to hold the moral high ground. And I know it's a road to hoe, and I know we think, well, maybe we can't solve it that way. But I guess I, I'm really concerned about that tactic. Other than that, I agree with you 100%. Um, and, and I'm willing to listen, and, and I'm willing to you know, entertain these, these different views of how we solve the problems. But I, I just cringe at that, Mary. I agree with you, Sam. You know, that's why hey, can you I'm go ahead getting and skip involved. That Sure thing. Go ahead, Mary. I was just saying, I, that's why I'm getting involved as a in my own precinct. I think the really the best way to do this is to get everyone off their couch, out there, in the, involved in their precinct, and learn about what's going on, and then you can hold them accountable. Um, just last Wednesday, I was at our election board hearing that we had because of the fraud we're seeing in South Carolina. Okay, and I'll just go over this really quickly. Um, Beaufort County, Berkeley, Charleston, Hurray, Lexington, Richland, Spartanburg, and York County were, county were all canvassed, uh, eight different counties. And, and they, uh, the, the people that did this is South Carolina Safe Elections. It's just a group of concerned parents. They had to pay $2,500 for our voter roll, which, by the way, is handled by a Soros Open Society group called ERIC, the Electronic Registration Information Center. Um, and, and so right there, that's a huge problem. But they discovered that there was 
so there were so many people that voted that were dead. Um, they had phantom votes, they had ghost registrations, and they had lost votes. And and the the they ended up filing eleven thousand six hundred and fifty nine affidavits, proving all of the people they canvassed in those counties that that were either not there who voted, they moved, they were uh, they were dead uh, to, you know, 30 days, 40 days before the election, and yet somehow they voted. I mean, we're seeing all of this. And so here I am, I'm at this hearing, and I'm just listening to them report about this. They called it a successful election. And I found out that we actually, for years in, in, in Berkeley County, South Carolina, they actually have inmates come out of jail to help handle the mail-in ballots. When I found that out, I That's just a good idea, it. Burton. That's what you do. <laughs> there you yeah, go. We got vote fraud. Let's go ahead and fix it and bring out the prisoners and put them in charge. What the yeah, hell? Yeah, well, the prisoners, the prisoners felon, felons are allowed to vote now in California. You know, that, that, tells, that tells you a lot. That's supposed to be removed, you know, because so when, they already don't obey the, obey the laws. Exactly. So when we all confronted our board, because there were many of us who had five minutes to stand up and list off all the problems that we saw firsthand. Um, I was a volunteer at the polls, and I was new to it, so I was just observing. My point is, is when we stood up and said, these are all the problems we're seeing, um, we were told by our uh, South Carolina, Berkeley County, um, the people in charge of our elections, all of this is a state problem, not a, not a county problem. We do what they tell us to do. And so then it goes, okay, now what do we gotta do to go to the state level? And so I think it all goes back to our precinct. See, we must I, get involved. Amen. I think we're going the wrong direction. We need to go to the most local level of government. The government closest to the people governs best. Don't go to the county, to the state. Go to the precinct. There's over 100,000 precincts in America, and that's where we can ha have the rubber beat the road, Mary. You're right as that's right. be on That's right. That's what we're doing. That's the push. That's we why we got to have the in. That's why you have to have that in-person voting and not this mail-in crap. Uh, oh, we amen found out to that. that. We found out that our machines were taken home by the managers of the precinct or, or by the people at the polls. They were taken home and plugged in at night and were told to get them online because votes are coming in during the night. And I just, when I heard that, I was like, oh, my gosh, all the things that we've been saying. Can <laughs> you know, how is this from all secure? kinds of places overnight? How is know, this secure said, in our votes? Exactly. I, I, I mean, I was. Wait a minute. Livid. I thought they said they couldn't connect online, Mary. I was but told by to. the, Oh, I was told when I during the summer I was at a rally, I went up to the gentleman who's in charge of Charleston uh, County Election Board and I asked him face, you know, I actually videotaped it and I said, "Are our machines ever online?" and he said, "Absolutely not." And then I have my Berkeley County um, uh, board saying, oh, yeah, they're told to take them home the night before the elections and plug them in because there's votes coming in. Yep. You see, there's, there, I think people are naive. They don't understand. I think they just Yeah, if you don't plug understand. it into a tree, it works better, just so you guys know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Keep up the uh, good so Burton. I know you're uh, working on the election problem as well. I know you ran for a district as well. Um, what was the main focus of your campaign, Burton? Um, my main focus was actually um, true representation from a a community member. I've been in the community for over 55 years. Um, and my opponent actually moved into the district just to run. And he was controlled by Judy Chu, who is uh, controlled by the CCP. Um, and there's plenty of articles uh, I've shared online in regards to uh, 
her connection with the CCP. And she is the puppet master of the, the person who yeah, is even in the, the mainstream press admits she denies it, but evidence shows that it's correct. So even the mainstream press uh, has failed to uh, circumvent that one. Judy Chu has been documented to be tied with the Communist Party, ladies and gentlemen, the Chinese Communist Party. Imagine that. And now you've got yep. these people that are beholden to her. Uh, this is serious. Burton. Yeah, it is because before I ran, uh, before I became a, a uh, uh, deputy sheriff, of Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, I was a reserve police officer for the Monterey Park Police Department, and that's where Judy Chu started her career was at Monterey Park City Council, and I knew her back in the early '80s when I was there, um, and and already saw the corruption that she was doing there. So, um, you know, the, these are the people that have been lifetime politicians. I, um, like Mike McMahon, you know, we were police officers. We worked to protect our communities. We had a job, and then we ran for office because of the, the lack of, of transparency that we have from people that are in office now. And that was one of my big things is the transparency. I wanted to make sure that people had someone who was truly going to represent them. It didn't matter what race they are. It didn't matter what color they are. It didn't matter what sex they were. It's all what is in the best interest of our community. And we don't have that type of representation in a number of these districts in the state of California. And I wanted to make sure we had that. And, you know, I also wanted to hold our Republican Party um, to, to the fire to make sure that they did the right thing and not just did it under a different name as opposed to, you know, the Democrats doing things their way and the Republicans doing things their way. How about doing it the way that's best for the American people, best for our communities, well, how not about for yourself and not for the party? Law. How about exactly. the rule of law, the supreme law as well, not the mandates, not the manipulations, not the pretend legislation that the Declaration of Independence highlights. We're talking about real, true um, the supreme law burton brink with us ladies and gentlemen do you uh have a, a website and an organization you work with too or well i do have a website it um it's in the process of being updated it's burton brink ca.com it's b-u-r-t-o-n-b-r-i-n-k-c-a.com um and then i also have uh twitter and social media my my twitter is l-a-s-d brink and um, most of my social medias are Burton Brink CA, or just type in Burton Brink. And that'll keep people up to date of what's going on. I'm still very active on social media to make sure the information gets out of what's happening um, in regards to election integrity project, um, our election fraud that, that's going on. Um, I'm holding our local and state politicians as well as our country's politicians accountable. I make sure information is, is out for people to know um, I have people that, you know, send me emails thanking me. You're the only one that's telling us what's really going on. Um, and that's what I try and do is, is uh, like Mike with his group, um, I, I try and, and just do this on my own where I'm just, you know, I'm retired. So I'm, I'm you know, I, I didn't need to run for office. I don't need the money. I just needed to make sure that people know what's going on and they vote with an education and not blindly voting because the media or um, a certain party tells them to vote some way. They need to know the true facts of what's going on. You know, in the state of California, uh, Mike was, was hinting at it when he was talking to you in the first half hour, um, you know, AB 109, Proposition 47, Proposition 57 here in the state of California, it happened back in the, in the uh, 
from 2011 to 2016. Um, and that basically gave criminals free reign in the state of California where they're not going to be held responsible. And then you have idiots like the DA, George Gascon, who's bought and paid for by George Soros. And he says, well, you know what? Um, we're not going to do death penalty. Um, we're we're going to get rid of gun enhancements. Uh, we're going to get rid of uh, priors, and that's prior convictions for these people, because it's not fair to these people being arrested. I'm sorry, but that was why these laws were put in the, in there. If you are, you know, a repeat offender, then you need to have a three-strike law. You need to have gun enhancements if you use a gun in the commission of a crime, because everybody wants all this gun enforcement and gun Gun laws, we don't need any more gun laws. We need to enforce what we have now, make sure people are held accountable. If they use a gun, you're going you're gonna to take them to jail, and they're going to serve extra time because they used a gun. You don't take those enhancements away. That's not the problem. And you don't need more gun laws to, to get rid of guns. Guns aren't the problem. People are the problem. Mental health is Amen a problem. That. that needs to Amen. be taken care of. Our homeless situation, homeless exploded after AB 109, Prop 47, Prop 57, um, uh, came out, um, and in 2016, our homeless population in the state of California boomed because everybody was released from jail. They had nowhere to go, so they lived on the streets, and now they commit their crimes out there, and they're doing their drugs, and they're having the mental health issues and everything else. These are things that need to be addressed, but nobody is looking at the elephant in the room here, and that's the elephant in the room. That is why we're having this problem nationwide. And we need to get a jump on this. We need to have our politicians wake up, smell the coffee, and get out here and do the job they're supposed to do that they're elected to do, and they're not doing it. They only give a damn about themselves, and they don't care about anybody else. That's what I'm trying to expose with what I'm doing, um, and that's what I'm going to continue doing. Um, I don't plan on uh, really running for office anymore, but I will help people run for office and make sure we get the right people in. I'm kind Ladies of happy being back with my Mr. Brink has dedicated his whole entire life to public service, okay? As a retired sergeant with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, he has demonstrated his professional ethics, morals, and accountability to the people of Los Angeles County. You have the power to help, Mr. Brink, change California for the better. BurtonBrink.com is where you can learn more. Uh, Mary, to you quickly, then I've got a final headline I want to get your take on, both of you. Well, I just really feel that there is a great awakening taking place, and each one of us out there who are doing our part are affecting people all over the state and all over the country. Our voices are being heard loud and clear. And I think more and more people, as, as we all come forward and we talk about how we can get involved on a precinct level and what we can do to make changes in our own neighborhood, that is where I believe it has to be, be you know, really start. And, and, you know, we have a reorg going on in South Carolina, and we're seeing great changes taking place in this state. And I just believe that we have to start getting the right people in office, get those that don't deserve to be there out. And, you know, this has been going on in our country now for what? 80 years, so we have a lot of work to do, and we cannot be discouraged. We have to trust that God is in charge. He's working Amen. with us individually. He's giving our strength. He's giving us strength and courage to keep going forward. And, and I just encourage senior citizens, do not sit back and think that your job is done. We need you out there. You have the time. Our young families are struggling to just get by. They're raising children. They're trying to keep their jobs. They're trying to sift through all the garbage, you know, the media. They need us to be their voice right now. 
um, because we have the time and, and, and this is just my, my message is let's all get out there and do our part in our own neighborhoods, in our own precincts and make a change. The power of Amen. one, ladies and gentlemen, is the point she's making. And boy, howdy, do I agree. Uh, Burton, I got a quick question for you. Have you seen the Jesus Revolution movie? I have not, but my wife and I have it on our agenda to see. I'm, I can't wait to see it. Have you seen it, Mary? No, it's on my list as well. I can't wait to. All right. I went and saw it, folks. And just so you know, the Jesus Revolution movie scores overwhelmingly positive audience reviews. It crashes the earnings expectations. It's an incredible movie. And you know it's based on a real story in California, right? Yes. Yeah, um, I that. Yes. Greg, I think, it, isn't it Greg Laurie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pastor yep. Greg Laurie. Uh, we have. And, yes. and a couple of other people, another guy by the name of Lonnie, another pas uh, pastor that leads the charge. It is a real revolution, ladies and gentlemen, in the peaceful sense, turned towards God. Uh, they called them Jesus freaks back in the hippie days because they turned yep. to Christ as opposed to drugs. It is an incredible movie. I've seen it and highly recommend it to both of you. And I submit to you, uh, Burton, it is the answer. Uh, yes, there's a lot of downstream answers about elections and everything else, but the real answer is to turn to Christ. Burton. Amen. I, I agree with that. And, you yes. know, just to, to follow up on what Mary had to, to say, absolutely be involved in your local politics. I am currently a commissioner here in the city of Arcadia. I have been for six years. I have two more years on my term and I'm termed out, but I am still very active locally. I want to make sure you, your listeners know you get involved locally. Um, it doesn't mean you have to be a commissioner or city council member or anything in your local um, thing, but Pay attention to what they're doing. Talk to them. Talk to the people that are in office that are here locally. Get their feel of what's going on and where they are because you have to make sure you're voting for the right person that's going to be representing your local district, your local cities, your local counties, those board of supervisors, things like that. Very important to hold these accountable. I didn't really get involved in politics until I became a um, um, board member of my association in law enforcement. And I started seeing the, the, the people we were supporting, and that's what got me involved in politics to make sure I was holding those people accountable. And when I saw they weren't doing it, that's what ended up making me run for office when I retired from the Sheriff's Department. Stand Martin up for Brink, what you believe in. We're flat out of time. Uh, thank you so much for all your efforts. Thank you as well, Mary Toko, marytoko.com, burtonbrink.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking killer talk radio. Not because of me. I'm just the traffic cop, right? Because of the people that I'm surrounded with. They are absolutely on fire for the sacred cause of liberty. And their efforts are known by God Almighty. And we win in the end. Never forget it, ladies and gentlemen. Just imagine the leadership of these people. I'm telling you right now, Satan shaking in his boots. You got to dig it. Go see the Jesus Revolution and get on fire for the sacred cause of liberty. God save the Republic of the United States of America.